We are live. Or, well, we're recording. It's the gut level. Yeah. It's the gut level. It's the gut level. You are now tuned into the Gut Level Podcast. Hey, Roman. What's, What's up, good? my dude? Hey, uh, stoked, excited to be here, man. Episode number one. Yeah, man. Long time Uno, coming, bro. Uno. Mm. It's good to be here. Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. This is uh, this has been, you know, quite a bit of work in in preparation to get started. So it's a uh, it's it's finally happening, and it feels you know real. It's like, hey, we're really here. Yeah, not just real, man, but like just excited. You know, uh, we've been talking about this for a while. We've been out there talking to people, connecting on this level, and. Uh, yeah, I just I couldn't be more excited to be here and especially with you, you know, like it's been a decade and you know what? And now we're bringing it to YouTube and everywhere else. This idea of the journey and the journey to masculinity and mm. how we got here and where we're going. And so, yeah, man, it's uh, it's exciting just to to be here chilling with you, man. Yeah, man. It's it's cool, too, because. You know, it's like, how do you start something like this? It's like, cool, we have this cool concept and idea, and we've been talking about it back and forth for months. But like, how do you actually start it? And I think we kind of determined that the best place to start is really just with like a introduction, right? Yeah, man, a little bit of like the foundation, right? Mm. How did we get here? What was it like? What happened? Where did this all come from? And like, yep. what is it like now and where are we going? And so I'm incredibly excited just to put this out, uh, you know, to our community, to our people. Um, yeah. But also just to start this journey, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, what even is this? What is the gut level? Well, stay tuned and you shall find out. Mm. Hey guys, welcome to The Gut Level. Look, as always, we appreciate you tuning in and checking us out. But before we get started, we do want to share a couple things with you. The Gut Level is a safe, inclusive community, you guys. So as long as you identify as a human being, you are welcome here. So whether you're a man, woman, LGBTQ, black, white, brown, gender non-binary, you're welcome here to a firsthand, real-time accounting of men's transformation and growth. You might ask, who's ours? Yeah, look, we started this channel to help men evolve by creating connection and inspiring growth with the point being to really remove that experience of isolation and the aloneness of being a man. Mm, and when we remove that, what happens? We become a part of a tribe and a community. Yeah, look, disclaimer, we do not have the solutions nor the answers and we are not experts. Our only qualifications is that we're just two regular ass dudes. Helping to normalize men's humanity one experience at a time. So welcome, like the video, subscribe to the channel, join our community below, and welcome to the gut level. Enjoy the episode.
Dude, some good looking dudes right there, man. I don't know who those guys were. I know they just come on and they just take over our freaking show like that. What the hell, man? <laughs> From a hotel room in Las Vegas. That's exactly mm. right. <laughs> good times. Good times. Well, every week we're going to come on four questions. And, you know, it's our job, as we mentioned, that we're not the experts here. So it's really our job more than anything to ask the right questions to help Indeed. us and everybody else figure out the answer for themselves. And so every week, four questions. If we have a guest come on, we'll have the guest answer. And if not, Roman and I will split them up. So starting off, Rome, Romy Rome, what are you reading this week? Well, I'm glad that you asked. Um, not like uh, we, we had these questions ready already, but... Uh, this week I, uh, you know, we can, we'll get into it more, but I, uh, just recently went back to college, um, to fulfill a, a goal of mine. And, uh, in my English class, they had us go get this book. It's called, you are not so smart. And it was All like right. a personal attack on me by <laughs> David McRaney. Anyway, Mc, McRaney, we know who you are now, man. Yeah, well, look, and it's a, it's an English class. I'm like, all right, whatever. I got to read this book. Um, but turns out that uh, the dude that wrote it, David, he used to do a blog. And the blog was about like social cues and kind of belief systems and totally stuff that you and I are going to be discussing here. So I started reading this book and I was like, whoa, like this is this is far more than just like, you know, re reading White Fang or The Great Gatsby. And uh, I'm actually learning a lot of things. There's something in there that I read last night called the confirmation bias, which is basically this concept that like we look for things in life to confirm our belief system and we completely ignore other things. So like I interpret, you know, the world through glasses of my own perspective and discard everything else. Anyway, super fascinating. Um, excited to continue reading it and uh, I will share more as we continue to go through the process, but you are not a, so smart. And there's another great book actually on confirmation bias and the way that we think. So a little bonus here is think again by Adam mm -hmm. Grant. So we'll have all the links and in, in down in the description for anything we talk about yep. right now, guys. And, you know, for us, it's also about you guys engaging and telling us and like totally. answering these questions for us so that we can find you know, things of value that add to our lives as well. No doubt. No doubt. So question number two, Chris, to you, young CB3, who or what person has impacted you or influenced you uh, this week in your life? Mm. I love that question, you know, because it's like whether we're on social media, not on social, like just in our lives, like people have such dramatic impacts, I think, on, on a weekly basis. And um, true. I'm going to give a big shout out to my boy, Raj Shana, who mm. uh, is the founder and uh, creator at the Stay Grounded podcast, which is fire. Yeah. And we'll definitely, I'm sure, talk about some, of, sure. some of the guests and some of the conversations that Raj has on his podcast. Um, but also, I think, you know, Love the inspiration Raj. piece not only comes from, of course, the work that he's doing with this podcast right now, but is a company that he actually uh, has just recently started to talk about, which is called Liberate, oh. um, which is a fascinating 
piece of technology um, that uh, is helping identify the root psychological causes of physical illness. So I think it's going to completely revolutionize healthcare and cancer and autoimmune and all this kind of stuff. But um, was on a Zoom with Raj this week and just continually inspired. So again, definitely go and check out Stay Grounded podcast um, and definitely check out Liberate because this is going to uh, be revolutionary in healthcare. Shout out, Raj, man. All right. Romy Rome, question three. Me? What did you learn this week? Oh, well, you know, I'm back in school, so I'm learning uh, absolutely nothing. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But uh, I came across something that uh, completely changed my life, Chris. My life is now different and forever Whew. changed for the better. Okay. All right. And of course, I'm talking about thrift books. No sponsor yet. But let me tell you, Chris. So I was recent. I had to buy all these books and textbooks, right? And the, 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 the list came out for school and it was like seven textbooks. And I go on the, the school site and they're like 150 bucks each, right? So I'm looking at like $1,000 for textbooks. Well, like that's a big deterrent, right? So I'm not going to buy the textbooks for $150. So I scour the local library. I go to the local bookstore, the hole in the wall. I'm digging up on shelves and I'm looking for these things, right? And while in the process of doing this, a lady at the at the bookstore said, oh, you, you should check out thrift books. And I had never heard of it. I went online, thriftbooks.com. And there I found this book right and and many other books that were on sale used at the bookstore for 150 dollars i got it for 15 dollars seven dollars one of my textbooks that was on sale for 180 dollars i got used from some lady in north carolina for 4.99 shipped to my door (laughs) in seven days so i saved a ton of money and as you could see I am a connoisseur of fine leather-bound books. So I will be visiting thrift books over and over and over again. And it, look, if you're a reader, you, you always wanted a book, but you've been you know, afraid because of the price point, check out thrift books. And again, all links uh, will be in the description below. Yeah, so. it's funny. I, for the first time, I think I told you I had a buddy actually uh, bring it up too because I had told him to pick up a couple books and right. he went right on and was like, yeah, I'm going to get them on thrift books. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. I'd never heard of it before you brought it up. Um, so Dude, yeah, that's de- definitely, definitely a great resource. Yeah. And uh, Chris, question number four, what is a quote uh, that's popped out to you that has meaning that inspires you or is important to you right now. Father Richard Rohr. I listened mm. to this guy on a podcast recently with Brene Brown and the Ooh. Brene Brown unlocking us podcast, which is another good one. And he Shout had out. this quote and it just, it hit me like at my soul. Yeah. And it was, we suffer to get well. We surrender to win. We die to live and we give it away to keep it. And it's, it's so paradoxical, right? The idea of surrendering to win and dying to live. And, 
you know, but the thing that sticks out for me and probably like some of our like talk, you know, some of our topic today is that the idea of um, is suffering to get well, <laughs> uh, going through the pain of life yeah. and what life brings and this this masculine experience. Um, but also that the die to live piece is big, right? Like I know that you and I have had to go through processes of literally parts of us dying, you know, and like going yeah. through almost this honoring or this kind of ceremonial experience of pieces of us dying and grieving. So father yeah. Richard Rohr, man, breaking it down, man, that's, mm. uh, that's deep. And it's also completely on point for where we're at currently on our journey and what we're discussing today. So that's fantastic. And as Chris said, uh, look, all links will be in the description below, but ultimately like part of this is community, you know, having a conversation and as much as we want to bring value to your guys' lives, we would, we're totally interested and want to hear from you guys. So if you have something this week that's popped out to you, someone in your life that you find important or influential, there's a book, something you've learned, please share that in the comments below and, and we will check it out and we will, uh, we'll write back too. No doubt. This is all about community and tribe. Like mm -hmm. we talked about, let's do it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we start every podcast with the four questions, right? From there, we dive directly into the one, two, three, right? Chris, what is the one, two, three? What is the one, two, three? Oof. One topic, two experiences, mm -hmm. and three invitations every week. So that's where we're going. Let's do yes, it. Yes, sir. What is uh, today's topic? Hmm. I mean, we, we covered it a little bit, right? Foundation, what it was like, what happened, what it's like now, how did we get here, yeah. the gut level, right? Yeah. So a little bit broad topic today. As but I think, be. yeah, so let's go there. So okay. Roman, what was it yes, like? Sir. What happened? Well, um, this is good. This is good because, um, you know, I think it's important for those that are tuning in. They're like, okay, these guys told us that they're not experts. So, so why should I listen? Why should I tune in? You know, other than because they're both extremely handsome and charming and charismatic and smart and knowledgeable and anyway <laughs> but why should they tune in and i think a, a, a huge piece of why people should listen or at least at the very least check us out is because of exactly what you asked you know what happened right what was it like what happened and where are we going with this so to start us off at the start from the beginning okay mm, okay i was born on a cold Actually, it was pretty warm. It was in August on a warm August night, right? I was born August 26, 1988. If you do the math, that means I'm around 30, okay? And when I was born, I was born into some terrible circumstances. Uh, my mother was 15 years old, and she, uh, she, was, she was not doing well in life. And, and again, I'll talk a lot more about early childhood and stuff a lot later. But uh, 
from the beginning, I tell people that I was I was born to be a loser because I, mm-hmm. I was I was I was in a losing situation, circumstances as a young kid. I found myself for, for the first several years of my life, you know, um, back and forth from different family members, uh, you know, into sort of seedy neighborhoods, just bad environments and bad circumstances. And then, you know, by the time I was six years old, I was in foster care. And then mm-hmm. I spent the next several years bouncing around different foster homes. And uh, it, it felt like a pendulum for a while because it would just be here and there and there and there. So a lot of my earliest childhood memories were in, you know, unstructured, chaotic environments. And the reason that I bring that up specifically and again we'll talk way more about our lives you know moving forward is because i heard something that that i relate to and it's that you know most of us develop our belief system between the ages of seven and say 11 right so by the time you're about 13 years old you have a belief system instilled in you that you largely carry on for the rest of your life so for those first 11, 12 years of my life, it was just it was just crazy and chaotic. And then fortunately, I was adopted into a wonderful, amazing family, and uh, they provided everything I needed, the structure, the support, the love, the care, the this, that it was it was great. It completely changed the trajectory of my life. Um, I then, you know, joined the Marine Corps at 18, you know, fledgled out of the Marines, wound up. Uh, with some some mental health and addiction issues of my own, I found myself incarcerated, homeless, incarcerated, addicted, homeless, incarcerated. It was like uh, it, it was just chaos. It was chaos. And then finally, when I was, you know, twenty one years old, I, I find myself uh, coming out of uh, incarceration and homelessness and and finally got my stuff together i went to to rehab and i I, you know started putting some puzzle pieces together and figuring out okay there's issues here and there's solution to a lot of these issues and i started exploring those solutions in my life you know slowly but surely turned around and things started picking up to the point where you know over the next several years i got into school you know, I became a alcohol and drug counselor. I started working in treatment centers. I quickly found myself working my way up and in that field. And then, uh, you know, I found myself opening businesses, finding, you know, a ton of success in business at the same time. Like I had a documentary filmed about me and I put out a rap album and, and I went and did shows and then, and then I had a podcast before called the Sober Life uh, Experience, and that was really successful. I, I found uh, you know some notoriety on social media, I became like a quasi influencer, and then uh, I kind of reached a peak where uh, a lot of that kind of I don't know ego got unchecked, and you know lack of discipline and. And I found myself losing my business. Um, during that time, I had gotten married and had a child. And, and then I lost that relationship. And, um, you know, and then like a couple of it, like it, it, you know, my life is just a series of kind of like uh, ups and downs and like a roller coaster ride. And, you know, over the last couple of years, I, I've kind of started to, you know, slow down 
the the roller coaster ride if you will but there's still been uh there's still been these pesky belief system uh these these you know these behaviors ideas attitudes that uh that j- just haven't been explored or addressed so over the last couple of years you know i've found myself back to a good place you know doing well you know focusing heavily on being a father which is like i could go in for days about it but it's like my pride and joy today is being a father and and i've done really well at that i i you know i assume you know i don't think anyone's monitoring it but i think i'm doing pretty good at it and in other areas of my life you know i think i've done pretty good and then you know over the last 2 years i got into another relationship and and uh you know found myself over the course of the last 6 months you know really being in a in a rough spot with the relationship on shaky ground just in general again you know mm-hmm. the ebbs and flows of my life there's there's a clear pattern my entire life and for the longest time up until maybe six months ago, Chris, when you and I kind of had this this moment, this epiphany, and we'll get to that. But there's been a clear pattern of ebbs and flows, and then me blaming, you know, uh, everything outside of myself, my circumstances, my environment, the people in my life, the people surrounded with, you know, my business partners, my ex-wife, my, it was them, not me, you know? And, and so, you know, the last six months relationships started to come unwound and, uh, you know, I wasn't in school. I wasn't necessarily working. I wasn't working towards anything. You know, I started feeling depressed again. And I, I could just tell that here I am. I'm about to, you know, be on that downward slope again, right? And it, it, I need to just get ready because it's coming. And it's like, you know, I heard a lot of people share that they feel like the floor is going to fall. And so mm. they kind of walk timidly through life expecting at any moment that the floor was going to fall. Right. Like, I can't relate to that. Like, I know the floor is going to fall, fall, right? So I don't walk uh. timidly. I, I move forward knowing that at some point it's going to fall and I'm going to, you know, go tumbling down. But uh, at that point I expect it. And so like in my life in a nutshell, it, it has been chaos with, with tons of great moments and tons of success and, and then tons of failure and defeat. And, and it's like back and forth. And, uh, and so, you know, yeah, six months ago, some, something, something happened and it really started when you and I had this moment and maybe you could talk a little bit into that moment, but you and I had this moment where you were kind of going through some stuff and I'll let you share about that. And at the same time I had, and it's kind of a trip thinking back to it because you and I, we've known each other 10 plus years, yeah, 10 plus years. And I think from the moment that we kind of met, like our lives are, you know, you're really similar in many regards. And then over yeah, time, sure. they've almost become a mirror. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. things that fully you're parallel. Through, I'm going through and it's, and it's a trip. So we we've had a mirrored experience of existence as being very close friends. I consider you one of my best friends. You are my daughter's godfather. You're you really important to me. We have a really close connection and bond where we're honest and to, uh, you know, 
to a degree, certainly before this, uh, we were vulnerable with each other. And I think at the time I needed really just um, a a kind of, I needed some awareness, but what I thought I needed was to just talk to someone on a deeper level, to tell someone all the crazy thoughts that were in my head, all my fear and insecurities. And like, I couldn't tell my partner at the time because we were on shaky ground as it was. And I couldn't tell my parents because I had this, you know, uh, concept that I needed to somehow uh, make them proud of me because I'm a failure. Right. And I couldn't tell my therapist because I was, I was paying my therapist uh, to, to save my relationship. So that was the, the, the focus of it. And, you know, I couldn't tell my kids because I need to be their hero. So I like this hero um, mentality. And, and so I just needed to talk to somebody. And, and in that, we, we were able to kind of drop to that. And that's where this idea of gut level came from. Yeah. You know, and then from that, though, what I found was a moment of clarity and it's like it's like jay-z's song in this moment of clarity right and that that's how i felt and it 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 was kind of like whoa oh wow okay it's not everyone else it's not my circumstances it's not what i've been through it's not the people around me it's not my ex-wife it's not like it's me it's me and then we'll talk more about what it's like now, but that's kind of what happened is you and I came together in, in like our own personal lives were like a tornado or a hurricane. Right. And then we came together to kind of seek refuge together, like hide from the storm. And in that hiding from the storm, we had this experience where we were like, we need more. We need yeah, more. Got level. Yep. And and that's what it was. It was gut level. So right. before we dive into the gut level and kind of what it's like now in the aftermath, why don't you share with us a little bit about yourself? You know, who are you? Um, you know, what was life like and, and, you know, what happened for you? Yeah, I like the way that you framed it, right? Like, you know, what, you know if someone's going to listen, right, it's like at least at a high level to understand, you know, a little bit of who we are and, I look forward to diving more and more into the past and and how we got here, you know, and and all of that. And, um, but, you know, I, I love the concept that, uh, that wisdom comes from experience. And so Mm. I feel like it's, uh, it's an important element here to, uh, to open up and to, to be real and to be honest about who I am. Right. And to own in particular, to own my story. Mm. And so, you know, I, I uh, you know, I was born at night, but not last night. Um, hey, there you go. And I think one of the things for our community, which is super cool, and I think you know, one of the reasons Roman and I have always jived, you know, on, on this is is because our backgrounds are so different, but yet the paths lead to the same place. And like that's a fascinating yeah. idea that uh, no matter where you come from, right? Like we're still men, and we're still going to experience this. And so, um, I was there born in all. Virginia. Um, in Virginia, middle-class family, um, two parents, like educated, did well for themselves. Um, I was an athletic and academic standout. Um, you know, mm. most of my young life playing baseball and lacrosse in the same season, 
going from one practice, one game to the next, um, in the spring and then football, um, you know, in the fall. And, um, and I'll say like, as far back as I can go, I can always remember feeling like I was not good enough Mm. and I never felt like I fit in. Um, and so that was just like this kind of constant, which I can look back on now, this constant kind of like social anxiety, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, in eighth grade, it was a pretty, uh, it, it was a pretty shocking move because I always say like, um, you know, my mom called our home until I was in eighth grade, uh, the happy home, um, mm. because I grew up on a cul-de-sac and like all the kids were running around and like we lived and like we had woods and we could build stuff and we could explore and like we were somewhat free range kids. And then in eighth grade, uh, we moved to a more upper middle class area and, uh, and the wheels started to fall off, as they say. Um, mm. And what happened here was I started to get bullied by older athletes. I know, Rome, that you have uh, you have an athletic past as well. And you didn't talk a lot yeah. about that. But I was yeah. a talented athlete. I played on a lot of teams. Um, I played older than I was. And I started to get bullied by older athletes, um, especially right. as yeah. coaches started talking about my potential and what I could do at the high school level and the collegiate level. And, um, not only did my confidence get completely shook, but just full of shame at that point, right back to Mm. the, like, I'm not good enough. Like I'm never going to be man enough. Um, and so, um, the first time that I took a drink of alcohol and took a hit on a joint, man, my entire life changed. And I know I didn't feel those things anymore. I didn't feel anxious anymore. I didn't feel like I was less than anymore. And my life was completely changed. Um, yeah. You know, and, um, you know, from there, I basically I, I grew up, I, I say I grew up really in alternative placements. Um, and so, you know, I spent m- most of my adolescence really between wilderness programs, outpatient programs, inpatient programs, military schools, boarding schools, chain gangs. Um, you know, I was arrested and <laughs> yeah, I've dug, I've dug some ditches, um, on, I've dug, I've dug some ditches on the side of roads. Um, there you go. <laughs> uh, you know, I was arrested in three States. Um, you know, like I, I was a, com- it was completely chaotic, you know, as you described, mm-hmm. right? Like I just lived this life and, um, uh, and I never felt wanted, you know? Um, and even though I know my parents were trying to do the best they, they could for me at the time, there's still that part that doesn't understand, you know, as you sure. mentioned, right. Your belief systems and like what you learned, there was a part of me, I just didn't understand why I didn't feel wanted and I was being sent away and right. And all of that. And, um, when I was 19, um, after, after some more felony charges, I, 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 I booked it to the West coast as far away as I could possibly get from Virginia. Um, I was not trying to really change my go. life. I was just trying to stay out of jail. Um, and I, I could, yeah, that's a good reason. <laughs> and, uh, for a couple of years, like it worked, like I, I, I started working for the first time and like things were going, you know, pretty well. And, um, but you know, I always catch up with myself. And so, you know, there I go and there I am. And I always take myself with me. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, back with more felony charges at, uh, at 22 and facing a whole lot of time. And, um, you know, I got, I got mandated to, to treatment actually out of state. They were like, yeah, you need to go to treatment, but you need to leave the state as well. And don't um, come back. 
yeah, basically like go yeah. that way. Yep. And I, I do me and I leave treatment within a couple days because I don't need to be in treatment. Of course. Definitely not going to like get my life together. And um, so I went on the run and ended up in San Diego. And um, that's where I, like I, I hit my, my bottom um, and just felt completely destroyed as a human. Um, just a depth of darkness and pain that like, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to even put into words, but it's it feeling completely empty and black inside, like at a soul level, you know, and um, very little options besides kill myself or don't. Um, and so, you know, mm. luckily enough, I got sober <laughs> and, um, you know, there, you know, there's a lot of story in there. Um, but, uh, I had 27 bucks, I had a duffel bag and I had three packs of rolling tobacco. And that was what I had at 23 years old. That's what I, that was, that what my life consisted of. And, um, hey, that's all you need, right? I mean, at that time, apparently, and, uh, you know, from there, similarly, I started my first business at 26. I started the second at 31. Um, and, uh, and in, and in 2019, uh, and this was after selling one of the companies that, uh, my emotional immaturity, my ego and my self will run riot, um, you know, caught up to me and, uh, yeah. I destroyed relationships with my business partners. Um, mm. I failed as a CEO. Um, my father died suddenly from lung cancer and I lost my marriage all within six months and, um, basically got punched in the face by the universe. Um, and so that was really like the second time in life of like this major introspection, right? The first being like getting sober and like, oh my God, now I have to learn how to live life this way. And I got to figure out why I was doing all this stuff and why I was living that way. And this was the second, right? And at the time I was, uh, I was about 10 years sober and, uh, and I had to like go back in and look and, and this is what I, this is kind of what began what I've called my midlife crisis. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, go. interestingly enough, I didn't even, I didn't have awareness at the point though. You know, I knew I had to look, but I didn't have awareness around a lot of what was going on, which for me at the time was my shame, my right. pain, my fear, my anger, my sadness. And I'm like, I couldn't even touch that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then, um, I met an incredible woman. Right. And like, then this like beautiful journey began, right. Of like post-divorce and I'd been single for a year and met this incredible person and we decided to travel the world. And now let me tell you what happened because that's what it was like. Mm. What happened is I nearly ruined that relationship. What a surprise. Um, you know, and, and really what I, what I ended up discovering, which I know we'll, we'll dive far much deeper into is the idea that like, you know, at my core, I really believe that I'm inadequate, um, in a variety of ways and that I'm not man enough. I'm not good enough. Mm. Um, and I'm not worthy of love. And so everything I do is filtered through that. Um, every business, every friendship, every relationship, everything is filtered through those lenses. Um, mm. And I got broken open. I mean, what happened was in, in, in nearly destroying that relationship, as you mentioned, the opportunity that brought us together, you know, up in Paso yeah. um, was, was literally feeling like I got broken open. Um, and I, and yeah. I went up to, I went up to see you and to see the kids and to hang out and just to have some time away after getting back from France and uh, in that moment of incredibly deep pain and suffering, um, you know, you and I 
you know, at, you know, at your folks' house, hanging out by the pool, just enjoying the day with the kids, and started yeah. talking at a surf. You know, and and for us, surface level is still it's still pretty deep. It's deeper like, than most. Yeah, yeah, like that's the thing. We were we were connecting on all this stuff and talking, but then there was that moment right where like we looked at one another, and you said to me, you said gut level. Mm. And I immediately knew what you meant, right? Which is like, we got to go deeper than where we are right now, right? Like we got to really talk about like the real, real of what's going on. And in that moment, I was like, hell yeah, right? Let's do it. You know, and so to finish up like what happened, it's basically that like in that moment, I was able to talk about really for the first time the pain, the insecurity, Mm. the fears, the shame, the anger, the sadness with another man. And like, that's really what, again, like was the moment of what happened, but then like, you know, has led us here, you know, to episode number one is really that. So, you know, what, you know, and and I think the the interesting piece of like from here is like, well, well then what is it like now? Because we talked about, all this right right? and like at least at a high level what life was like and then what happened and how this moment kind of occurred but it's also been six months you know that we yeah that we've been able to look at this and so kind of doing i'd love stuff yeah yeah so i you know i'd love to i'd love to now dive into like well you know and what what is it like now yeah it's um you you said it man it i think Good point. First of all, thank you for sharing. Right. I, I know you super well, so I know all of that. But yeah. um, there's courage in coming on camera and sharing your story to a bunch of strangers. And it's uh, it's part of this entire experience. It's it's part of what the gut level is, you know, yeah. and the hope being is that, you know, by us kind of taking that step and getting vulnerable and and opening up, you know, it's an invitation to you guys as well to share with us, share with each other to, to comment down below, you know, maybe it's just, Hey, I relate, you know, maybe you've gone something, you know, through something as well. So I just want to thank you, Chris. And then also just uh, invite those that are listening or watching um, to join because uh, what happened you, you hit it on the head. It happened. Maybe it started to happen a couple months before we had that experience where, you know, we were like gut level and it was like, yeah, you know, and it was the same patterns of behavior. You know, I kind of said it was the pattern of the roller coaster and you're like, it's the pattern of the insecurities and the beliefs and the fears. And it's like, yeah, it was like, and I start, I was starting to notice it. Not that like I had never noticed it before. Cause I thought I was super aware I would walk around and tell people, I'm aware. I'm so self-aware. Yeah. It was like, this guy has no self-awareness. That's what it <laughs> seemed like, you know? And and it's true. To a certain extent, I didn't. And when you and I, when we're sitting there and I was like, oh, yeah, going through some stuff. And you're like, yeah, I'm going through some stuff, too. And I'm like, oh, man, I really want to tell you more. But I, I'm so scared and you know insecure about it. 
to someone that I've known for 10 years that I talked to, you know, some of the deepest, darkest secrets that I have, but I was scared to open up because my relationship was failing. And that's not even what I was scared to talk about. What I was scared to talk about was that it was, it was my fault. Yeah. Like I was scared to take accountability because it was like, well, once I open that door, like there's no closing it. But I looked at you and you were like, I could tell that you were wanting something similar. And so when I said gut level, bro, and you were like, yes. And then it was like, as the words came out of my mouth, two things simultaneously happened that set in motion where we are today. One was an immediate and immense amount of relief, immediate relief of, oh God, I don't have to carry this burden anymore. And that wasn't just six months of burden and shit that was stacked on top of my shoulders and back. Man, my back had been hurting for years. It's a a fucking lifetime. It's a lifetime of shit. That in a moment with another man, I was able to find relief. And I hadn't found relief like that since the very first time I ever used drugs. Yeah. And of course, it was only the very first time that I used drugs. And that's why I kept using drugs was I was chasing that relief that I never found until you and I sat there and started talking. And I shared with you and I opened up and I told you all my fears, all my insecurities. And I took accountability for the fact that I have problems. I am the problem. I, and I started using some I statements. Anyway, from that, kind of fast forward what happened is you and i started kind of really exploring the idea of wow we've unlocked something not entirely sure what this is but in that process we found immediate relief and an invitation to go even further yeah and i think from that invitation it was the invitation to authenticity Right. Mm. And that's one of the first things I said. I was like, damn, this is like an invitation to authenticity. And that's exactly what it was. And I cannot be authentic if I'm full of fear, self-doubt, self-hatred, self-loathing, if I'm insecure, if I'm not sharing, if I'm, you know, all these things. And so the next several months was stepping further and further into authenticity further and further into empowerment which we're going to be talking about empowerment very soon (laughs) might be the next episode so stay tuned but it was stepping into power stepping away from fear stepping away from weakness we started talking about and exploring hey what does it mean to be a man i remember at some point you said something along the lines of like i you know i'm having insecurity about my masculinity and i was like wow i question whether or not i'm man enough all the time yeah it's like is that a thing and so then we started asking each other these questions of that we're like well let's explore it and then come find out like you guys listening are dealing with some of the same things and then it was uh, you know for me what it's like now is practical application you know, that relationship failed and I was devastated. And I'm sure that we'll talk about that because that just happened. Again, yeah. as we shared in the disclaimer, 
this podcast, this show is a real raw firsthand accounting of what it means to be a man. Yep. And defining at a time. Yeah. And defining it for like each person. Right. Cause I think like at least, you know, I know what we've talked about is that we come from such a culture of where men are defined in a, in a particular way. Right. And, and, for sure. and, there's a, and don't get me wrong. Like, you know, masculinity at this point does get a bad rap. Right. And I think that like, there's a part of that, right. The yeah. toxic masculinity side is something to, sure. to dive into and, you know, and all that. But when you talk about like not being man enough, right. Like, you know, that, that I think was one of the hardest things for me and, you know, and continuing to address, right. Because it's like, you know, even as I tell a little bit of my story, right. Like, you know, uh, I defined masculinity for, for, for most of my adolescence and young adulthood in a way of, you know, being able to protect myself in some way. Mm. Right. And, and, and physically yeah. being able to navigate the world and, you know, to navigate some really dark places and, yeah, yeah, and navigate like all that, right? And then I translated that like even, you know, even sober into, well, now, you know, it's about building a business and it's about being, you know, and, you know, and a for lot of sure. this. And so for me, it was so much around this like idea around like expanding into the emotional side of my masculinity, yeah. right? Because like I, I can, I can do the protector thing, right? I can do the fixer thing. I can do the doing thing. I can show up in those ways. Like I'm conditioned to the, the new element is this like expansive side of it, which is being able to tap into right fear and pain and shame and anger and sadness, you know, and, and, and being really real with that, you know, and that's, I think what like, you know, excites me to continue to get into. And, and, and what it's like now for me has been that, which has been like six months of like deeply focused introspection in a lot yes. of work, you know, and, and I'll say right now, like exploration, you know, as we said before, we're not the experts and we're not telling anyone to do anything. And like, we have the solution. I will say that like a particular form of body-based therapy was really helpful for me because I'm like super reactive. And like, that was a journey right. that I got into, you know, reading a ton, using a lot of this stuff in relationships and like trying it out and seeing what works and what doesn't. And, you know, and it's like, you know, in the last six months, there has been a, an immense amount of pain and suffering, but as you mentioned, right, feeling empowered and committed and dedicated to continue to do the work every day. Right. And like challenging all of the old patterns and belief systems and conditioning, like on a daily basis. I mean, to a certain extent, man, like clearing the, uh, you know, not, entirely throwing everything out but there's a there's a huge house taking that's been undergoing you know it's like hey we gotta clear some stuff out and earlier you said it was about foundation right and i think a lot of what it's like today is rebuilding a new foundation in which by we can live free happy etc. Yeah. Right. Well, of course, I mean, like foundation and I like how you bring it up, you know, it's like you build a house on like soft sand, you know, like at some point it's going to come down. Right. And you hear this everywhere. It's not just like in your, you know, with you and I, right. Like this is the stuff I've read about. You've read about, like you see this all the time with, you know, the people that, you know, eventually become, you know, uber successful for whatever reason and are just 
fucking miserable, right? Or For have sure. no no relationships in their life of value. Um, you know, they right. haven't been able to turn it this way, as you mentioned, and go like, oh, there's more to this thing called life and being a man than there is about building a business and providing. And look, all of that stuff is super important. Like, I want to be clear, this doesn't change my perspective on being a provider and a protector, especially when it comes to like being in an intimate relationship or with a partner or with a wife or whatever, with your kids, you know okay. what I mean? Like the conversation yeah. to me is how do we expand our masculinity to be in far, far deeper nuanced parts of our being, right? That I think most mm. of us have blocked off for so, so long. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I would even take it a step further for me, man. It's like, it's not even about masculinity anymore, man, because it's, uh, again, I, I had to like redefine the metrics I use to measure myself uh, Yeah, against everything. And masculinity was one of them. It's like, I, f I feel important or loved or validated or accepted if I am masculine in this way. It's like, anyway, we, we what's exciting is that this is episode one. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. where, where are we going? What is life like now? Well, tune in every week to see what life is like now because a lot of this stuff man that the, these this awareness that's just caught on this new kind of foundation building this introspection this looking into self you know laying down you know new belief systems and building upon that like that's all just happened right and that's the coolest part of this dude is that like all this shit just happened yeah. And currently right now we're in the middle of it. So tune in next week for more. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and you talk about that, right. And like the tuning in and yes, this is going to be like this, again, we said like firsthand real time, like our journeys right through this and our journey yeah. in life. And again, our guests, right. And I mean, we're going to bring every, anyone and everyone on here to have these conversations as, especially as it relates to masculinity and just being in the world. But for me, right. I think what, what what feels so important from the community element is to a say that you know psychological safety is like probably one of the biggest things right like you and i have that with one another yeah. so we can like be true and we can be authentic and we can be vulnerable with one another because we know that we're going to be safe with one another and and we know yeah. that there's going to be a non-judgmental understanding right like you're right. not going to judge me i can talk about whatever and like i'm not going to i'm not going to be judged um and and so for me it's like we talk about that, but also like the, the emotional intelligence side of things. And like, and to yeah. me, that being obviously like the hallmarks of really kind of like effective men's relationship, but like, we're also going to go talk about like all the stigmatized stuff so that people stuff. aren't talking about with men. Right. So like, we're going to have so the conversations bullshit. that aren't being had. Yeah. Even if we're not going through it currently, we're going to we're going to have those conversations and we're probably going to bring guests on that are going through some of that For stuff sure. currently because there's just so much around being a man and the way that we have defined what being a man means right mm -hmm. at, a, at a societal level that like these are places that we just don't go 
we just don't talk about this stuff. And like, that's right. what excites me too, is like, this is going to be a place where like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to see us like continuing to unpack our shit, but also like, we're going to go where no one's going before. Where no man has been before. And, and probably there's going to be, you know, m- more, uh, back and forth discussion, probably, you know, a lot more questions, answers, yeah. you know, storytelling. You're going to hear about that time that I was working with the cartel in Mexico. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And, and, story, you know, story time with Rome, baby. We're going there. Story time with Rome. But also, that you know, just know that this is a safe haven. This is a safe community that part of you know why young cb3 and your boy rome kind of decided to come on here and like open up and and share is to 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 have those intriguing conversations about highly stigmatized taboo um concepts but also to create a community where other men or women or anyone could come share their thoughts, opinions, share their experience, ask your own questions, communicate and talk to each other. And like that experience in Chris and High that was really like the catalyst to where we are today was sitting in a backyard by a pool when, when him and I looked at each other, said gut level, and that opened the door, you know? And so really what I want to say is that we want to open the door for you to also walk through and to, to have that same experience. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I guess I'll close up, you know, this, this part of the podcast with just saying that, you know, there's something really special about the ability to, to witness, you know, I'll say people, but again, men in this context to open themselves up and connect into a community and, to really challenge the status quo of what it means mm. to be a man, right? By right, sure. asking the right questions to help build an awareness around mm. all of the stuff that's stigmatized and taboo and, I mean, gut-wrenching, right? In yeah. some sense, um, you know, w- with really clearly defined calls to action. And that's what I like that you talked yes. about, right? The accountability and like our, our saying that like, look, our story, you know, does not need to define our present and our future, right? We get not to own that shit and then we get to make a decision today to change our destiny, right? Yep. And like, that's what excites me about the community. And so, you know, just jumping on where, where you left off, like join us because that's where we're going. We are. We are going. So, mm. Well, the, the, the meat and potatoes of episode one. one. One topic, two experiences, and now three invitations, yes, which sir. are every week our A, B, Cs. The awareness that we have around the topic, any barriers to change it, and our personal call to action. So, mm. Romy Rome. I know that we didn't really sure. dive specifically into a, a specific topic this week and all this, more sharing our stories, owning our stories, how to, you know, what happened, you know, what it was like, what happened, right. what it's like now. But anything that came up for you and for, from an ABC sure. perspective? 
of course, man. How could it not, right? We 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 covered so much in this first episode, and it's exciting, man. Because, dude, episode two is gonna be killer, and episode three is anyway. But even just in this episode, man, we covered so much ground. And for me, what stood out was that there is clear patterns in life, and I know for sure I'm not the only one, right? You shared that you were recognizing patterns. I had a lifetime of patterns that were clear. I could observe them. I recognized them. I saw them. We all have patterns. So for me, the awareness is to recognize those patterns and then, you know, do something about it. Do something about the patterns, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. So then what's like a barrier to that? The awareness is one piece, but what's your barrier to that? Well, the, the, there's so many barriers to that, but but <laughs> the, the, the biggest barrier to that, I think, Open for up me, major is, question. Yeah, look, there's so many barriers. Is I have a tendency to ignore red flags. Uh, we'll just say that, right? Perfect. Just ignore red flags. I'm, sh- I'm sure that's never showed up anywhere else. <laughs> Stay tuned for next episode of the gut level podcast but no really it's to, the barrier is that i will i will see it recognize it and ignore it on purpose knowing mm. that it's not the right thing to do and and i believe that there's a clear call to action to kind of um avert that barrier and that is to remain accountable right mm. at the end of the day Discipline and accountability are two vastly very different things. I can have all the discipline in the world, but struggle to hold myself accountable. But what I can do is I can have discipline enough to reach out to others, share with others. And I know for sure those people are going to hold me accountable. Right. So, I mean, that's that's what happened when you and I sat down that day by the pool and said gut level. That's what happened is that you, by me opening the door and opening up, you then held me accountable. So yeah. call to action. Talk to someone else. Well, you got me. So you, what is your awareness in everything that we discussed today? I mean, interestingly enough, and I've said it a few times, but part of it is like, like own that shit, right? Like accountability, you know what I mean? Like owning, like owning the story, you know, that like I I am who I am, right? Like that's what, that's what Popeye said, you know? And uh, that like, look, I can't be anyone else because everyone else is fucking taken. So like I get to be me and I get Uh, to own it and I get to own all of these parts of me, right? And all of it is, you know, all the emotions, all the beliefs, all the experiences, everything I've gone through, all the failures, all the successes, all of that. And I think my awareness is very similar to you. It sounds different in my head, but it absolutely is related to this idea around accountability um, that like I, I am accountable, right, to, to be the best version of myself um, without taking into consideration, like, what do I think I should be doing for someone else, right? Because that that mm-hmm. for me is that for me is a problem is like, you know, I need to be seen a certain way or I need to show up a certain way to, to get attention, to get love. Um, so just you know, own others. it. Own that shit. So just, Hey, cool. That's, that's me. I fucking own it. 
Yeah. All right. All right. What? So what barriers come along with that? <laughs> Fucking everything. Yeah. I mean, like all you said, them. right. I mean, it's, it, it's all of it. I mean, the barriers are lack of right. accountability. Right. Um, you know, which, which, which interestingly we've, we've kind of get like a natural, uh, a natural accountability system built in here. Cause we're going to be for like, sure doing this regularly. So like, we're going to, we're going to at least be accountable to one another in our community. Well, since for we it. started talking every week, man, I don't think yeah. there's been anything we've been able to sweep from each other. So. Yeah. So, so, so look that, I mean, but, but I, I would say at a deeper level that the barrier is going to be right when, when we, we hit a place, where we, we don't think that there's anywhere else to go. And it'll be interesting to determine if that's true or whether that's, again, protection, you know, and like whether that's myself protecting from like going to a deeper level and being able to acknowledge different different elements of my life or, or you know, those kind of deep, dark crannies. Dude. So that's probably a barrier. And call to action. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't do that. Um, yeah. best, best self every day. Right. Like the discipline and accountability combined, you said it. Right. So like the best version of myself knows exactly what I need to do. Um, and sometimes I will convince I, I can convince myself um, otherwise. Right. Which is, again, rooted in, you know, these these more core belief systems. So the call to action right. is is show up. Right. Suit up and show up, baby. Like I'm mm. here and this is life. So I'm going to suit up and I'm going to show up and we're going to be producing content. I'm going to be writing. Yes. You're going to be on social. We're going to be building this community. Like my call to action is to, is to be the best man that I possibly can today in order to show up for mm. the people in my life that way. So I love there it. There you go. I love it. I love it. Dude. Episode number one. Um, before we go, just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to uh, to to check us out and, and hear our story. We we hope that you uh, follow us on uh, you know social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We hope that you follow us, subscribe on YouTube, um, join our community. You know, be a part of what we're doing here. We we, we would love to have you. That's really that's the main goal at the end of the day the content is great and we love doing it and, and we're excited about it but the main goal is to really to to provide you know each other with a community a safe place a, a place where we can come on a weekly basis on a daily basis and and just grow and be better together so we would invite you to like comment subscribe talk to us reach out you can uh, you can even email us at uh and and every and it's cool everything is at the gut level right so instagram facebook it's all at the gut level youtube.com slash the gut level and then TikTok. you can email us tiktok the gut level linkedin and, uh, you can email us at um the gut level at gmail.com and uh we will hit you back up we will you know, react, we will comment back, we will respond and reply to your messages. Um, so please do that. TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of it. Enjoy, man. Join the community. We would love to have you. And uh would just love to talk, chat, talk, talk, you know, talk shit. Talk about man shit. So that's right. Roman. Romy Rome. Yes, sir. Rome dog. Big Daddy Rome. It's Young been a CB3. pleasure. CB3.
Thank you. Thank you for being here. The pleasure you. is all mine. Thank you for showing up. Likewise. Let's go. Let's get it, dog. Later, guys. Yeah, I just realized that I wore my Niner jacket, and uh, and if the fucking Niners that they let's just say this, they better fucking win, okay?